Gator. All right, let's get started. All right, welcome to another episode of Three Hours Later. I almost forgot our name. (laughs) (laughs) It's the coffee. Um, I'm Matt. I'm Alex. And I'm Mike. And we're going to talk about a game. Challenge episode. The Hex. The game. H-E-X, not H-E-C-K-S. Yeah, and if you're going to try to search it, you got to type the game afterwards, because like a bunch of other stuff. A lot of Hex out there. Yeah, that was the first game, was figuring out where the hell this game was, (laughs) because everything wanted to show me everything else. Um, So this is a game I played uh, last year. I had a lot of fun with it, because it's not your typical game. And so, jumping on that weird train still, um, I think that's going to be my thing. This is one of the weirdest games I played, but also one of my probably... I think my favorite game of last year. And it's only $10 on Steam. So... End of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Um, do you guys have like a description or uh, anything? I have like a brief one. Yeah, you should read yours because I'm trying to find it and I'm finding every other game ever called The Hex. And it's a lot of them. <laughs> kind of a FYI, if you're going to name your game, don't name it a very common thing. Oh, here we go. Yeah, so Hex is a strategy board game for two players based on a, hexo- <laughs> a hexagonal grid. We played this, right? This is the one you guys played? Oh, yeah, shit. Well, I can't what? speak. Oh, no. Bejeweled? Um, so, The Hex is a game by um, Daniel Mullins, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Pretty cool guy. Um, he's the creator of Pony Island. If uh, I'll get into Pony Island later. So, The Hex is a murder mystery where the murder hasn't happened yet. Six, su- dun, six dun, dun. suspects representing different game genres are the, uh, the main characters of the game. You switch off throughout the game between these six characters, and you kind of go through each character's game style so you start off uh as a uh, super weasel kid and he's basically like a ripoff of sonic and mario put together and uh, kind of go through like a platformer and then when you kind of get a history of him and then you jump to the next character get a history of them and then we kind of just kind of snowballs it gets cra- crazier and crazier as you go um you tend to think you know how a chapter is about to end but to me it kind of just kind of takes a turn right at the end of each the the, the chapter yeah, even even though like you know this game is going to go to some really uncomfortable and weird places, it still surprises me with just what it. I don't know, just everything about it. I'm like, yeah, that's that's an interesting way to take that exact part. Also, this game deserves credit because the entirety of the controls are WASD and one mouse click. Yeah, uh-huh. and it somehow is able to mimic a million different gameplay styles with just that. That was one of the things that the creator wanted to do. He wanted to just keep the controls that because it's going to be switching through different types of game styles. And he doesn't want to confuse the player with like having different keys later on. Like when you switch to an RPG or when you switch to a fighting game or we switch to a shooter. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. One of the things I enjoyed too was um, I don't have a gaming PC and I was kind of like kind of iffy about this when when Matt said, hey, we're going to play this game on Steam. I have an HP laptop and it played perfectly fine. Um, kind of, yeah, kind of smaller <laughs> with it with the keyboard and mouse, and I did have an issue towards the end. Um, but but you actually talked to to Daniel Mullins. Yeah, I think if he fixed he, it. If he does respond to his Gmail, then yeah, I <laughs> technically con- yeah contact him, and he liked our uh, tweets. That is that is the craziest thing. Like I've had issues with games, and like if I was playing Call of Duty, I can't like I couldn't like email Vince Sempella and be like. Hey man, Game Modern broke. Warfare One wasn't working right, <laughs> but like you were able to email this guy and he was like, "Oh, let me tell you, let me uh, walk you through some stuff." Yeah, yeah. Can you tell me a little bit more. Send me a screenshot and a video to help me out. Like, 
how to fix it. I also, was like, uh, accept my friend request on Facebook. Could you do me yeah. a favor and uh, turn it off and back on again? Let's see if that works. Yeah. Here, yeah let me let me give you awesome. let me call you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just take over your your laptop real fast. Um. So I assume you guys haven't heard of this game, right? I had, I had heard of it, but I never played it. Like mm-hmm. I because this is exactly my kind of game. Like I play weird. Like I play all the main like AAA games, but I love the weird indie stuff. And so I had seen this game. I had heard about it, but it just. There's so many of these that come out now that if I don't jump on it right away, I forget they exist. Yeah. That was um, actually how it happened for me. I didn't know. So uh, you played Pony Island, right? Yes. Um, Alex, if you did enjoy this game, play po- Pony Island next. I definitely will. I yeah. definitely will because I have, I enjoyed just um, the overall pay. Game Pass for PC has it. I don't have. Oh, okay. It's oh, okay. It's $1 it's, right It's a now. buck. Yeah. 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 I'll, uh, I'll give you the dollar, Alex. <laughs> okay. Sold. <laughs> just your change against the wall. <laughs> All in pennies, Mike? Just take uh, some of my laundry money out of... Uh, I almost said... almost said Gex. You're going to say pedophile again? Out of Groot's head. <laughs> you talked about Gex earlier, and I've just... It's all I can think about. <laughs> How do we get Gex back on the market? Are you picturing him in the tux, too? Well, that, what else would I do with yeah. Gex? Um, if you're not picturing him in the tux, you're just talking about... You're thinking about Geico. <laughs> Is that where he went? Um. So, yeah. Uh, po- Pony Island is his first like big release, okay. and he's a single person developer. Kind of just jumped into um, game development. He he worked for some actual game companies and kind of picked up stuff along the way. Decided to start working part time as a game developer and then like on his own projects on the side. And so um, Pony Island was that he does like a lot of the game jam stuff too, where it's like competitions where you have like twenty four hours to like program a game and like present it. And that's where the hex, I think, parts of the hex came from. And <clears throat> so it's like Mike was saying, where it, it is a weird game. It's different. It's not. It's you know, smart though. It's it's different, but it's smart. It doesn't do anything without purpose, and it does it so something you see at the very beginning is going to play through yeah. later on, and you don't know it till till later on. Well, and there's and there's six characters and six. I mean, you're really playing through six games. That's mm-hmm. the crazy thing. You, yeah, you this, and they this feel guy programs six games, you know, into one game, and they all look. Like, at first, they look so terrible. Like, they purposefully, I mean, they all look hand-drawn. Like, he drew them on a computer in some spare time. And then as you start playing, it's just, it's charming. It just gives it, like, a weird cartoon vibe that it feels like you're really playing through a story. And that's my only complaint, really, is just the art style of the um, the main world, I guess. The, the, this world, or this and, like, the bar. So, what we're watching right here uh, is the Super Weasel Kid gameplay, which is the first, what you would call the first level. And this is where I was like, yeah, I'm going to like this game. As you play through it, you're playing through Super Weasel Kid 1. And you finish a few levels and they feel very rudimentary, very Mario-like. Um, you can't die. And then as you go on, you start uh, doing platforming. And some of the things you jump on are Steam reviews that just pop up into the game. And that's where you start getting the first vibes that like there's a little bit... There's something, there's something behind all this. Yeah, there's, there's more... There is a there is a like a fourth dimension kind of yeah, pops like out. Fourth, yeah. yeah, like it breaks the fourth wall, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. like Deadpool does, but exactly. it does it in like Deadpool. this really nice what? like and then way. Not, not only that, like that's I would say like a me- mechanic of the game is breaking the fourth. Yeah, because mm-hmm. as you go further into the game, you start to realize that you know this game is aware of you, the player. If you if you like the um. The Steam? Did you get the Steam thing? Like, do you have like friends lists on that stuff? Like, yeah. Was your actual friends commenting oh, on there? I have no friends on Steam. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> like on here, like at, like Mike's username popped up, and he left a review, 
and like my friend Brad pops up and he left a yeah, review. Yeah, like it'll it'll so these pull are my actual that through, which is crazy. I so you get to don't have either of you it, guys oh, yeah. on um, Steam. If, if you if you play uh, Pony Island on Steam, add me first because it does stuff like this. Okay, yeah, no, I'm down. I, I think this is definitely a creative game that. Um, so going into this challenge, I didn't look up trailers. I didn't look up what the story was besides what it showed me on Steam, like on the on face value, you know, on the front page. And so I kind of got the gist of it. When I was first playing uh, with Super Weasel Kid, I thought I did something wrong. <laughs> like I fell through and I thought I died. And I'm playing through this mini game to get, like took me away from the story. And so I was like, oh, damn it. Like what I do? <laughs> like I must have done something <laughs> wrong. I got to play through this mini game to get to the main story. And no. It's the actual main story. Um, um, the couple, I guess, downfalls I would say is like, yeah, sometimes I did feel like it was too much on rails. Um, no matter what you do, you're gonna you're gonna pass certain certain points. I think yeah. some parts were a lot harder than others, where it did give you a good checkpoint to keep on trying. Um, but in Super Weasel Kid, there's like there's no way you're gonna screw it up. Like, yeah. You're just gonna go and enjoy the game, which is fun. Um, but it was real, also real basic. Well, and yeah. The interesting thing too is like not to not to get too much into what the end of the game starts doing, but this is part of a genre of games I really enjoy that people call walking simulators, where it's more just like a hey, we're gonna tell you a very directed story. And this game does a really good job of it's it's straight up it's a walking simulator mm-hmm. that pretends to have gameplay by having actual gameplay, but it's not about the gameplay. Yeah. Like this- it's all there, but it's it is like you said, it's very simple. Even when you get to some of the like harder stuff it's built in a way where even if you lose, you can instantly jump back and get right back into the story because that's what this is trying to do is it's trying to tell you a very cohesive three, three and a half hour long like story. Trying to play uh, uh, Space Marine hurt my hand though. That was, I think, the hardest level for me. Yeah. that Um, that was died at the last part in the elevator. The elevator. That was the closest the game came to like its control scheme breaking. Yeah. Because I think that would have been great on a, on a controller with dual analog sticks, mm-hmm. it would have been perfect. But oh, yeah. on the way they were having you control, I was like, well, yeah. this, this if you're a hot, Hotline Miami player, though, you probably have no problem. Well, the the problem I had with it was that it was like a, it was like a bad version of Hotline Miami. Yeah. And I think the reason Hotline Miami works is because it's so like when you die in that game, you know why you died. You're like, Oh, I get it. I was bad. Versus yeah. when I died on that, I was like, well, that sucked. <laughs> my, so I'm just supposed to know that corner. guy's down the hallway. Okay. Yeah. Um, he was inspired, uh, that level was inspired by Hotline Miami, and he actually had, um, the guy that did the music, he actually met on Reddit one time, he did music for him for free on, like, just a game he was doing a game jam on, and then, like, when he started working on the hex, he's like, hey, um, I have a folder of this music you made for me, can I use it? Also, I'm working on this game, do you want to be a part of it? And then, so he's the, the composer, and uh, that song that's playing during that Space Marine thing is very Hotline yeah. Miami-y. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So I thought that was really cool. I really like the music in this. Well, that, that's and so yeah, that kind of gets into like what the what the game I think does really well is as it hands you off character to character. It's not just like changing the game; it's changing genres. It's changing. It's changing it, but it's also aping very specific kinds of games. Like this first Super Weasel Kid part, like you said, it's very Mario and Zelda, very like eighties nineties platformer. Um, and it shows the history of like what became of yeah. like Sonic games and stuff like that. Like they try to get edgy and stuff like that. Yep. Edgy for the sake of edgy made the game worse. Uh, and then as you, I'm trying to remember what was the one you do after this one. I think it's um, uh, Chef. Oh, Chef, that's uh, right, Chef Bryce. Oh, yeah. Bryce. So then you do Chef Bryce, where it's a fighting game. 
and they he, make a fighting game work in that control method. But then yeah. you start getting more of the story too, um, because you find out that Chef Bryce was actually a video game character in a cooking game, and that's all. It's like Wreck-It Ralph, where like these characters are putting these games, but they don't really want to be a part of it. So he came from a cooking game into a fighting game because the developer liked Chef Bryce from that cooking game. But Chef Bryce is like, I want to get out of here as hard as I can. Yeah, because so he doesn't be- want to fight. He yeah. wants to bake pies. He wants pies. to go bake with Granny. granny. And so he's, the entire Chef Cleese, Cleese Bryce? Bryce. Chef Bryce thing is he's trying to become OP so that the developer has to remove it from the game because the um, video game players don't like him. Yeah, that's some of the parts I, I enjoyed the most was the the mob pieces coming in. Yeah. I think one of my favorite ones was the um the the fighting, the the Lazarus and the uh, what's her what's her name? They're going through Chandelier. Yeah. Yeah. Chandrel. Chandrel, I believe. The sorceress. Yeah. Yeah. Those that was my that was my fun game. I think that if I'll pick any character, I think that would be my favorite. So extreme, he's on that skateboard. <laughs> and then so on the fighting one, we actually get introduced into like a kind of like a side villain or like a yeah, you get weird Irving force. pops up. No, not only that. Oh. Uh, Sato. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I don't know how much you've looked into that, but that's oh. that's the part I'm super excited about. Yeah, yeah um, the creepy clown lady. Oh, yes. Yeah. So and not going to get into it right now, but there's a lot of like Easter eggs and like subplots and stuff like that that I think is really cool because this is like a really basic looking game. And there's some stuff that, like, even outside of the game happens, which is kind of, like, my favorite thing in the world when it comes to any type of media. Um, So, we go from a platformer, we go to a fighting game, the next step we go into an RPG, like a Zelda or, like, Final Fantasy thing. Um, But I think that this is where it really picks up. Oh, yeah, because in each each game you go into, it subverts what it is quicker. Yeah. So, in the first one, you play, like, my least favorite part was the Super Weasel Kid because it just went for so long yeah but i get why and then when you get into the next one it goes a little bit less before it starts showing you the the behind the scenes and what's going on then yeah when you get to the her story it gives you like three minutes of like okay it's a regular rpg just kidding you know this is already messed up let's go yeah and it starts off like with zelda like oh you got amnesia she's like i don't have amnesia yeah. like i know what's going on um, and, then and the tutorial. Yeah, you're going through the tutorial, which is like probably the worst part of a game, especially if you already played it, like a you know, like a Zelda. Like, okay, I get it, I get it. Or like, I'm you know playing Pokemon again, and it's like I know how to throw a Pokeball. Like, yeah. let's get past this part. And so that's what the character does. She's trying to like uh, bypass the uh, obvious Moogle from Final Fantasy. <laughs> Felt so bad. <laughs> I guess at that point, so you're asked to type in your name, and as soon as you type in the letter, she's like, I'm Chandrell. Like, you don't get an option to type in anything. And then um, it'll pop up again, and you enter in your name, and then she's like, I'm Sean Jarrell. I guess if you type in Enter Veil on that part, it'll glitch the game, glitch the game, air quotes, and you'll bypass that entire intro, and the Moogle lives. That's all I need to do now. (laughs) I know there's how to be something to it, because you can't, you just don't do that. Like I said, everything is with a purpose in this game, so I knew there had to be something like that. Well, that, that's the cool part, too, is like the, the the story of the game, like you said in the beginning, it's a murder mystery. But the reality is like what the game's about is these characters all trying to have their own agency and all trying to like whether it is getting out of their game, getting into a game they want to be in, finding their son, whatever it is, there's something they want and they don't want to be in control by the player anymore. Yeah. And that's why they're all at this bar, because it's basically a place you go when you no longer have a game to be in. 
it, this, this game is very Wreck-It Ralph. It didn't is. even occur to me until you said that already. This is so... <laughs> I was thinking, this is like the sad, dark version of Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah, I was thinking Toy Story for the, whatever reason. Like the toys, <laughs> the toys have a mind of their own. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what... But Wreck-It Ralph makes more sense now. Because well, even the bar, it. it's like the, the like tappers in yeah. Wreck-It Ralph. Or it's like Jesus, I, it is Tapper in Wreck It Ralph. I was thinking like the uh, the villains, um, uh, uh, like AA meeting. Yeah, thing. yes. Um, that's funny. Yeah, her story is really cool. It, it that's where it starts. Like you start getting some stakes, and then is it after her? Do you go to the wasteland or waste world? So we got Wizkid, Bryce, Chandrell. Because don't you do waste world with her? Then after that, you do Lazarus's level, yeah. and then you do yeah, yeah. the. <laughs> like the weirdest level of all of them <laughs> but yeah so yeah uh also- chandrell was in the fighting game is overpowered it tells you how do you how yeah, do you get out of the she's game she's the one that is able to escape first but then her penance is that she gets shoved into another game yeah. which she is the rpg and then the best part too like we, we were talking about was the, the twitch stream yes <laughs> they have like an actual twitch stream while you're playing because you're supposed to be some person that's playing the game as it like it, it's supposed to just now be being released um, so to build up hype, they play a player to stream it on Twitch, and then you just see like this chat telling you what to do as you like level up. And I thought that was really cool, and that was another thing. Like my uh, Steam friends popped up on that chat, so that's why I sent the screenshot up because mm-hmm. it was Mike saying, "Oh, <laughs> helping you out." Yeah, fourth dimension. But yeah, so you, we jump through that. We go through their stories, then you get into like the Waste World one, which is like kind of old school Fallout. Yeah. But also is where it really starts to introduce mods. Mm-hmm. And that, because even then, like, I realized that the mods affected both sides. So at first I was playing, and I was like, yeah. I didn't even notice that. Because uh, if you don't turn certain ones off, it really hurts. <laughs> um, but it also makes some of the fights really, really quick. But, like, you still have to think. Like, by adding the mods and you're still just like, yeah. okay, well, when I'm going to move, I'm going to have infinite movement and, the mines, and uh, yeah, mind, drop. mind drop on. I didn't notice that either. But then the second yeah. I stop, I'm going to turn those off and turn on infinite damage and unlimited range. And so the whole thing becomes about now you're subverting everything. Instead yeah. of it being like up until that point, it's the characters you're playing as or trying to subvert stuff. Now you're actively the participant where you're actively breaking the game. And it's like game, like game genie too. Like that's yeah. kind of what it looked look like. Game shark. Remember that? Yeah, game shark too. <laughs> uh, and that one starts getting to some weird weird spots. That was probably my least favorite character, but favorite game portion of the game. I think it was one of my favorite, my favorite characters because I was just like sad for him because of Rocky. Well, I think that, yeah, because yeah. it just bummed me out. Yeah. Um, it's this guy that you know. He he's the only one that doesn't know he's a video game character too, yeah. which kind of like yeah. All he care yeah. All the rest want to get out of their game and have their own lives. He just wants his son back. Yeah, it's Buzz Lightyear. His giant, his giant brute son, Rocky. His, yeah, his Bruce Banner son. Don't feel so good, Dad. Man, that made me really sad when he flashed back because he wasn't really there, or it was Sado the entire time. I kept saying Sado. <laughs> Could be either. I haven't actually heard it. I kept thinking Sadako. <laughs> Super Sonico. And then from him, you get into Lazarus's stuff where you, you first meet Lazarus in the bar and he's a space marine, but then you actually see him in Chandrell's game where he is a knight. knight, And then he fails or he gets, uh, uh, gets into the, the bad side of Gameworks, the company that makes these games that you start learning about. And the crazy thing is like she, they actually made a pact with a demon to break the game because the demon's like Ganon, I guess. Right. And so like they let Ganon win. And that's what breaks the game because that's not how it's supposed to go and like being viewed by a live audience. And so the punishment for her was to get the demon in her brain. And so her entire thing was trying to get it out. But then, yeah, Lazarus helped them. He didn't really know what was going on. And so he gets punished as well. 
Yeah, and his punishment because he wasn't actively a participant is not as bad. He just gets moved to a new game yeah. versus she is shunted off into obscurity. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be like one of the one of the roughest games out there. It's the the what it was called something space galaxy. Yeah, Death Galaxy. I don't remember. But yeah, that's even the cool part too is where you like the idea of like they live these games. So mm-hmm. like even though he knows it's a game and he knows he's a character, it's the fact that he's like I have to kill so many people. Like he doesn't like doing it. Like it really bums him out. I'm curious now to try that because I didn't do the enter, the intervale glitch. So I want to try it now and see if um, that Moogle's son is messed up this time around. Like he was aggressive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that poor kid. Wait, hold on. Just found some other stuff. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so then we jump through that. You go through his storyline. Um, and that's where it really starts breaking out of the game. Like where it really aggressively stops being about you playing through the game and you're actively taking part in like essentially a coup mm-hmm. and you destroy the game company headquarters that owns all the games and owns all the characters because your whole objective is to get everybody out of the game, which then puts you in control of the final character who's unnamed. Well, to go back, the thing that was crazy was that you were kind of tricked into destroying the game works Yeah, because you saw everything as like aliens. And then once you like, got to the office that's when you realize that it was really um the all, blue, all the other npcs yeah, from all the other world. npcs the blue guy and then that's when you uh you finally blow it up and then we get to the the last character yeah, and the last character yeah. you see him through the game and he looks really interesting he's just like a no no uh detail just like a black silhouette with a question mark yeah, he's like the um what's the sign the street signs that we always see with like the neighborhood watch or whatever yeah, yeah. just like the silhouette <laughs> from that and uh, the only things that he has any texture on are his uh, forearms and his feet. And he also doesn't speak. And you realize as you start playing, it's because you're finally playing as the faceless protagonist from modern games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The first person shooter. Um, and that's where you fall into a first person shooter now being rendered in 3D. Which and, is crazy. Yeah. Like the first time I played and that. Because this entire time we're playing like some like 2D cartoony, like like literally yeah, like like the, the most advanced thing is like the isometric view over the waste world and in the RPG, which it's just a slightly yeah. different art style, art style, but it's still two dimensional. Um, yeah, now you're in a full 3D first person style game, and even better, the game you're in is called The Walk, <laughs> and you're listening to developer commentary from I forgot the guy's name Lionel, Lionel Mills. Yeah, Snow, and. Mills. Uh, you find out that he is the creator of all the games you've been playing as you play through them. And he tells you the story as, as you walk through about like where super weasel kid came from. And it was the name of his pet weasel who lived next to a a shrew. (laughs) And, uh, that's where like, I I feel like you say this all, we say this through the whole thing, but like, that's where things take a real turn. Like they take a real kind of sinister turn where you realize like how, bad a person this kid was and yeah. how he treated people and treated his fans and but he like to him though he's the hero yeah well, he's telling you this but everything that he's telling you is just terrible and we um we get an idea of who he is like as we're playing because like even the fake reviews in the background like i can't believe lionel sold out and stuff like that and then we actually get to him and he's just like man this guy's like a piece of shit but he's like acting like he's the greatest yeah well, and even Irving, like you, you start, you find out that Irving, who up until this point in the game has been the what you would call the villain, mm-hmm. all he is is an AI that he's helps. Just clippy. The, yeah, he's Clippy for the engine that these games are built on. 
where he just pops out to say like, oh, it looks like you're trying to build a fighting game. Would you like some help with yeah. that? So the whole time when you're like, oh, he's sinister. Oh, he's trying to keep us captive. He's not. He's literally just showing how the game works. And so the walking simulator tells the story of Lionel's game development stuff. And then we get to, or right before we get to the end, when, when we're in the studio and has all the computers and he starts talking about his friend Clara or Carla. I think that's a pretty big part because Carla is the one that created Sado. Yeah. And like with, without her in the without her storyline, it's still a very interesting game. But that character being added in, yeah, makes it like a thousand times more interesting. Like trying to figure out how far we go with talking about what she does. Right. I feel like we can just say it at this point. I mean, look, look, it's still worth finding out. It's still yeah. worth seeing. Um. But yeah, so she's where you start finding out that like some of the sinister stuff going on in the game isn't programmed in there might actually be like some weird supernatural stuff also on top of all this yeah and yeah that was where like it really it got like legitimately kind of creepy it like really got kind of creepy like there's uh, actual jump scares that like Mm -hmm. made me and not yeah not enough to like make me not want to play it but enough that i was like okay you're a bad character yeah (laughs) yeah and even and her character that she created for the fighting game the clown lady is a recurring character through the game where he, and and every time she shows up it doesn't quite feel like other characters that are in your way like yeah. hers her her mission feels like it's like its own thing where she's there just to mess with you yeah well yeah that's i mean she's yeah. like a virus like just trying to cause chaos within the all the systems and she's also the cause of like one of my favorite easter egg scenes in the game which is where you go to fight her when she's in their spider body and she's and you're in the <laughs> artifact place and she keeps knocking artifacts to the side and every time inside one you see like another like a video game item yeah there's like the the triforce a tetramino a pokeball pokeball yeah, yeah. um yeah just i choose this one yeah and then oh it's not for, very effective for a second we even get a PUBG game yeah oh yeah <laughs> i forgot about that yeah where you literally play through player uh player unknown battleground Players, I don't even know that guy's name PUBG. anymore. Player Unknowns Battlegrounds. Battlegrounds. Just a bad title. It's a, it's a weird way they got to that game. It kind of reminds me of that uh, the movie Ready Player One because you get into that uh, the development of it. You know, yeah. you get into why he does it, and there's even parts where he he gets mad. You know, it's like we're gonna sk- skip through this part, and he's just raging. Oh yeah, yeah. When he, during his story, when he because he was going through like his hard times because. Uh, the story, you know, he's hot shit when he makes Weasel Kid, Prodigy, blah, blah, blah. Never was able to capture that fire again. Um, sells Start, out a bunch. Resents the community when he makes the fighting game because yeah. they have opinions and he doesn't want to take anybody else. Yeah. Or even um, when he was being told by Carla to put in like a female character or something, you know. Oh, yeah. Her, her job was to tell me to put in like. Yeah. Took really offense to it. And then, yes. Yeah, so, so we see like the story is talking about his downfall and then it just kind of skips through some of the bad parts. And it's like. Getting to the part where he's the hero and all that stuff, and we're, um, I think it was like the 3D Space Marine game. Mm-hmm. We get to the end, then, right? It's supposed to be like the hardest puzzle. And yeah, he's doing us a favor because he made it so easy. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I for- I forgot all about that. Where you you in the first person shooter one where you're shooting, you actually have a gun, and you uh, find the nuke that you have to put the batteries in, yeah. and it's all of his stupid batteries. programming yeah. codes. Um, and, um. Yeah. There's like mini games where you. Yeah. He's so condescending with that part. It was like I made it easier for yeah. you guys. I was like, oh, that was, I hate you. I hate <laughs> you, you fake person. Um. And that was a cool part too about the mini game was that it each one had the virus in it, the the Sado virus. You know, like the yeah the red eyes and all that stuff. And he even says himself like I don't even know how that got in this, but it's part of the game now because he's even talking about it in the narration. 
Um, and then we get to the end and um, we are throughout the game. There's a mysterious figure yeah. that's telling every single character that you've been playing, like everything isn't what it seems. And uh, the last time it pops up, it tells us that when we're going to get to the end of this level, we're going to see a door of light and we're going to need to turn around and go directly right. That last level, which is a presumptive award he receives yeah. for the game he's making about his life. Because he even says, like, this is actually uh, the future. Yeah, this is the future. This is after my game comes out and people recognize my genius. Which just, I mean, and it's it's really good. Now, one level where it's him talking, it sounds like half the game developers I've ever listened to. <laughs> yeah. Where they just are so up their ass about, like, <laughs> well, my vision for the game was this. And you're like, hey, you want to make a fighting game. We get it. And then it literally takes a turn because we have to go back and turn right. Yep. And then we see a radio... Which also kind of scared me. Yeah, the radio's scary. And then, yeah, that's where you get the last bit of commentary because the microphone was left on. Yeah. And he's like, I didn't know how to delete this, so we just dumped it into this file. But and he talks about his secret first game. Well, no, the, the, the radio's like cutting pieces because that's where it was like all weird. Like, Super Weasel Kid was not my first game. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we find out that it wasn't his first game. And uh, at one point, we're told that Super Weasel Kid, at the beginning, the very first level, we're told that Super Weasel Kid was built on Ashes. And it's because it turns out that, yeah, the game, he created a game and then deleted it because he felt like he wouldn't be taken like a, a prodigy if that was his first game. Yeah, because the first game was legitimately just Tapper. Yeah. Like it was, it was Rupier Tapper. Yeah, the Ru- yeah. Ru- uh, Reggie. Um, Which is also the proprietor of the bar you've been in. The one character that you haven't got to see his game mm-hmm. the whole time and you don't even think about it. Yeah. We don't know anything about him, but until the, then, the wheelchair-bound character who you also find out why he's in a wheelchair and it's real messed up. And yeah, so we find out that um, the barkeep that we've all known is the main character of this very first game, and that he has got a real axe to grind with the boy. Yeah, because uh, his his name is Rupert Reggie. We find out, and Reggie loves Lionel, the developer, because like he's he's dead. Um, you, I don't even know how to describe it because, um, the, the clippy comes in to shut him down and he's like, no, Lionel wouldn't do that. Yep. And eventually like the game starts glitching all crazy and we just see like the scene of the, uh, um, clippy just stomping on his legs. Yeah. Destroying his legs and condemning him to a life in a wheelchair in a bar where he is the only person in there. And then we um, finally get the idea that this entire thing was set in motion by Reggie. Because, as you said, he has an axe to grind. He wants his revenge. He loved Lionel, and Lionel deleted him. Well, he he's, or attempted the, to. he's the man fighting against God. Like, his God forsa- has forsaken him, and he is now going to destroy God kind of thing. And, uh, yeah, and it turns out you've been getting the pieces together to put together a weird ceremony that you now have to take place in because all of a sudden now Reggie's talking to you because mm-hmm. you're also acknowledged as a character in the game and you have to take part in, part in the ceremony which then sends you to apparently Lionel's computer and <laughs> murder the shit out of him <laughs> well yeah so it opens up a portal and the portal actually goes from the video game and we're the final piece it is what they mm-hmm. say we have to put our hands up onto uh, this little like go team venture thing and the portal opens up, and we see live action uh, Lionel, like in person, and we just see uh, uh, Reggie's hand choke him to death, and that's it. Yep. 
unless you know to buy another game. Don't you have to buy it? It's free. That the ending's in. I saw an article about that. I didn't want to read it, but go ahead. Well, I'm not. I'm not going to get into too much because I actually want to play this part because I didn't know this until right before you guys got here. But yeah, there is a. Uh, so um, I'll go through an Easter egg real quick. Yeah. There um, on the uh, the RPG level, you can um, actually access Claire's computer. Like you can clip through the walls, and Claire's computer pops up in two locations, and one of them you, you get like infinite mana uh, potions and stuff like that. I can't remember the other one does, but there's another place where you can clip into and you can you find that um remember the wizard character that's in the fighting game? Yeah. Like Wizro or whatever. You find him, but he's by himself and he's just like talking but he's repeating a conversation between Lionel and Cla- uh, Clara and it's an email from them and Lionel's saying this is after they stopped being friends and Lionel's saying something about um hey, you know, I know it's been a long time and we're not good terms or anything. But I was wondering, um, you're still working on that fishing game, aren't you? Uh, I was wondering if you can hide this in that game. And um, Clara begrudgingly says, okay, I'll just hide this weird file in, your, in, in the game, whatever. And then we come to find out that, as Mike's saying, that there is another game that was created by uh, Carla. I keep saying Clara, I think. It's Carla, yeah. Carla51. It's a game that's on Steam called Beneath the Surface. Its developer is listed as Carla51. Which is a take on Suda fifty one, huh. um, which apparently has the actual ending to the game in it. So you have to play through this weird, like rudimentary fishing game. And the game itself is really weird. If you haven't played it, um, you're just fishing, and then um, you're, you're you're upgrading your fishing pole, and eventually you send the fishing rod, uh, the fishing hook, so far down that it pops up through the top of the level, and then when you reel it back in, you reel up the game, and then that's it. It ends. So the way I saw is there's another way. Well, no, you oh, okay. any time like the, the thing. Any time you, when you're playing the game, you can type in Lionel.exe, and then that's what triggers this other thing. Yeah, and that gives you like the last vignette that you didn't get to see in the game, because all you know from that is that apparently Sato's in the real world or something. Like you've like that's the craziest thing for me is that this game could be a backdoor reboot of the Ring, yeah. and you did like, <laughs> and you don't even realize because like, well the can get real pretentious here the japanese version of the ring because in that there's a techno virus and it's named sadako has passed via the vhs is this, tapes is this before or after they fight the grudge it's before <laughs> um but that was like the thing the japanese ring movies did that the american ones didn't do was that it was really about like like in america samara and J- in japan sadako like being a virus like a virus that manifests and comes to life and infects the real world from this video format hmm. And I love the idea that this game is the video game version of that where it's about like this really creepy viral character made out of spite that is now able to in some way be the cause of his downfall. And that's the other thing we didn't say too. At the end of the hex, after Lionel dies, we see uh, Sato behind him. Yeah. It's real creepy. And so, so we do this thing in the fishing game and we were back into kind of walking simulator again. But it's not textured, I guess. It's just white. Yeah. And it has like signs popped up like enemy and secret area, secret area. But we have Lionel talking again. And the entire thing is just talking about his first game, which was the uh, the Rupert game, Tapper. And saying that um, he built Rupert Reggie and modeled him after his grandpa. And after his grandpa died, all he had left was Rupert uh, Reggie. 
And so he loved Ruby Reggie. And he sent, uh, what's the Clippy thing's name? I keep forgetting it. I said it like 500 times now. I forgot. I know. Irving. Irving. He sends Irving to delete um, the Rupert game because he can't bear to do it because it's it's basically his grandpa to him because that's all he has left. And he the last thing he really says is just like, if you know, well, he starts talking about he, he has like paranoias that he thinks that his characters might be real. Like they might actually be alive. And that if Reggie's out there somewhere, that he's sorry. And that's how it ends. It's too late, bro. And Tusado pops up because it says that Sado.exe has been installed on your computer. Scared the shit out of me. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because it says right here, like, that, uh, let's see, this is from Kotaku. It brings up that uh, everybody knew there was, like, a secret ending or something else had happened. And when the game came out last, uh, I think it was October. And it took a decent amount of time for them to get to this. Uh, but basically, they found, let me see, there we go. Uh, there was an, a trail of in-game hints that led to a cipher that had to be manually inserted into the game's files. That decoded a message hidden in the secret in-game locket, which led to a final exchange between Lionel and Carla. Uh, quote, if something ever happens to me, can you make sure this gets into a game? Maybe one of your own, Lionel asked via messenger program. Carla, after a veritable hailstorm of abuse ellipses, agrees to put the file that Lionel sends her into a fishing game she'd been wanting to make, and then she blocks him. So that's where their their relationship officially ends, yeah. and that's where the game that was also released on Steam comes from. Um, I think, because you can get a locket in the fishing game, I think that carries over back into the hex. Yeah, so that it's just, it's a really interesting, like, it, um, have you ever heard of Frog Fractions, Alex? No. <laughs> so, oh if boy. you like this kind of game... Pony Island should, first, then Frog Fractions. Yeah, you should, you should get into Frog Fractions. Don't really look at what it is, just understand it's not actually about fractions. But it's it's the first of these games that kind of got big where yeah. it was just like a a designer really just digging in and going like, oh, we're going to do some shit you can only do in a video game format. <laughs> and to the point where like when he made a sequel to Frog Fractions, the sequel was hidden in another game. Like everyone wanted Frog Fractions 2 for, for years. And it hit this point where he's like, yeah, it's out there. Yeah. And just being real quiet about it. And I don't even think it was like a game he developed, was it? it was no, like it was in another else. person's yeah. game. Like in this other game somebody else made, he like made a deal like, hey, can I put my game inside your game? Um, And that's what I think is really cool about this is that this is like a game informed by that whole concept mm-hmm. of like, oh, we're going to tell a really deep story and get weird with it. But also like, th- this is a game that couldn't exist on, a, on an Xbox or a PlayStation. Like this has to be a PC game. Yeah. This has to be a game on that dumb box because it's part of the story of the game and it's really the only way well, it might not be the only way but like you guys were saying earlier the wasd and the mouse click that's really i think i think that matters a lot yeah. like it, it wouldn't i don't think it would feel as if i was as in control of the characters what was happening to them if i was using a controller i think the fact that it's the keyboard and mouse for some reason it, i felt like i was doing something to them yeah versus just playing a game but yeah, it was a it was a super like as a video game, it was not a good video game. Like it's it's a very rudimentary video yeah, game. It's very basic. But as a like a piece of entertainment, it was awesome. As yeah, as, like I didn't enjoy playing it. I just really enjoyed the story. Yeah, and it gave me a spook. Uh, Want to roll, roll down some run down some Easter eggs real quick um, on the. I think it was the third Super Weasel Kid. You can actually crash it, and it's, like, terrifying. Like, the mountains start crying, like, black. Oh, God. Um, you can crash Bryce's training room by entering the Konami code, and then Sato pops in. 
Uh, you can press down down B after Alligator that fight when he walks away, and you actually chase him down and beat him up. Oh dang! <laughs> uh, when you're prompted, to en- it's the Enderville one I said earlier. Uh, Carlos' computer is accessible throughout uh, the RPG. There's a secret boss behind the temple in the RPG that's a mimic, and you beat it and you get a mimic charm from it. After there, if you go to where the dragon was, where that pool of lava was, you can actually do the the Pokemon Missing No cheat. And you battle Missy No. And then you use the mimic charm you got to mimic the Missy No, and you get a mimic attack. Oh, wow. Using the mimic attack, you can summon Osmodius when you're fighting um, uh, the blue guy on the boat. Oh, that captain? Yeah, and Osmodius, I think, is a demon from uh, Pony Island. That's, yeah, that's it's crazy. Like... If anything else, I'd say this game is a love letter to video games. Like, it's that's really definitely written, what it is. Like, it's that's written all about, it like, hey... Let's walk you through the history of video games and kind of the fun stuff about them. And it even makes fun of like, cause it's, it's made on unity, mm-hmm. which a lot of people joke about now because it's like baby's first game engine. And it even kind of jokes about that. It never calls it unity, but it's clearly built to be like unity. And it's built to show like this kid like thinks he's a visionary, but he's not like building his own game engines or doing anything. He's using this like very, public standard yeah. thing that everyone can use where it's even just like it's not where he's like oh my programming prowess and it's not even programming it's just like basic if then formatting on some some like very basic commands there's um you can actually kill anything in the wasteland if you hold a shift can shift c and then like k so you actually can kill sato like right then i figured there, there had to be some like weird keyboard shortcuts because the fact in the in the beginning of the game it says that it mostly uses WASD in the mm-hmm. one mouse button unless you're told otherwise too and it never really tells you otherwise yeah. like that's the weird part is it never really tells you otherwise so I was like there's got to be something where if you hit other things at the right time it does some that does stuff and I think um like I said I, I didn't get to collect all the coins but I guess you unveil a little bit more backstory yeah and you find out that um a little bit more about Reggie setting up everything. Yeah, did you did you get any of the soda machines opened? No, no, I collected the coins. I was like, ah, maybe I should save this for later. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, once you I have think. coins, go to the soda machines, and if you each coin is twenty five cents, the soda machines progressively cost more. When you put in the right amount of money, they get a doorknob, and then you click on it and it opens a door and takes you to a back room that gives you secrets. Nice, but like really weird secrets not like there's nothing where it's outright where it's like oh here's what's going on instead it's like a radio playing some text and like showing something and i think one of them shows that reggie tricked russ into helping him because that's really the only way to do it Hmm. because russ doesn't know that he's a video game character so i i didn't find the radio i was like okay cool i'm done and i i I looked it up on youtube like Uh the final thing and it only showed me that the the story of of Ruby or Reggie, but it didn't actually play any of the footage. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay, like, what do you mean it got realistic? Like, it gets realistic. You didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know that. I was like, <laughs> so I was like, so I I put it down. The credits were rolling as as we're talking, mm-hmm. and I I look back just right now, and I see Zato <laughs> in real life, <laughs> and I got freaked out right now. <laughs> Zato is one of the scariest things for real. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. it's just a weird juggalo lady, and she's still super scary. Well, you get a lot of these kind of, like, spook stories that kind of blend together, like the bunnies. You see the bunny, like, family, like, photo. Yeah. And you you rec- 
you wrecked their lives, <laughs> you yeah. know? And you see kind of the ripple effects throughout the story. And that happens for, for a lot of different, like, you get the characters, but then you get these other, like, side, like, sad stories. Yeah, like the janitor, too. Like, janitor made me sad. Also, janitor. Because I think he was in the RPG, and then, like, we ruined the RPG, so he got moved to the Space Marines. Oh, and then yeah. he's like, I can't do this. I'm a janitor. Uh-huh. And then that's when he gets shot in the head. Yeah. <laughs> By the Moogle. By the Moogle. <laughs> that hard-ass Moogle that you ruined. He's like Hawk from uh, Cobra Guy. God, yeah. That's who that oh, yeah. Is. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the thing I liked about this this game, too, just aside from the story, it's just something I could pick up anytime. Yeah. Because, you know, I have a lot of things, you know, work and, you know, balance everything. And this was a good game just to buy and play, and it saves quite often. So you're, you're right back in it um, without missing a beat. Um, some of the puzzles were um, were tough, but they were they're manageable. Yeah, but they Luckily, they were he good. made it easy for you. Yeah, he made it easy for me. <laughs> but uh, the last one was was probably the only one that was really challenging. Um, only because I wanted to rush through it, I think too, because I was like, I'm so close to the end. I know you felt it. Yeah. You felt that like you're so close. But I do like the pieces connected uh, throughout throughout the whole story. I think that that actually speaks a lot for the game too. Like I knew at a certain point I realized like, oh man, this game's gonna have like a million secrets, a million layers. And usually I would dig into those. Mm -hmm. But as I was figuring that out, the game story was getting intriguing enough that I was like, I don't even care. I just want to see what happens and I'll go back later. And then, uh, so the guy that gets strangled at the end, that that's Lionel, that is actual Daniel Mullins. Is it? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. That's that's funny. funny part is I just assume I didn't even question that. I was like, clearly he just recorded himself. All right, so I think that's all. Shut your goddamn mouth. Hold on. No, <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, unless you wanted to say like your your favorite and least favorite, or yeah, um, least favorite is probably going to be up there with either Weasel Kid, like just a level. Like I like the character fine. It's just I didn't like the level that much. Um, favorite, I think it might have been like the RPG game. Mm-hmm. If not that, then like the um. The, the 3D Space Marine stuff was pretty cool. Didn't really like the 2D Space Marine. I liked it when it was the hybrid between that and the RPG where you had to keep de-resing yourself. Yeah. That part yeah, was yeah, really that was cool. cool. Yeah, like, I, I like that. that where you had to, like, figure out what format of game you had to be in to walk through a wall. Yeah. That part was really neat. Yeah, I would say Space Marine's probably the most challenging just for a laptop, just being kind of close quarters like Were that. Were using the trackpad and everything? Yeah. <laughs> that's the only way I could do it. Plug in a mouse. I, I don't have a plug your mouse for my laptop it's 2019 I, I made it happen though that's yeah, true i it was you're challenging probably, probably the most skilled out of, all, out of all of us dude i got pretty skilled towards the <laughs> end of that the amount of times i played it but uh yeah that was the most challenging my favorite would probably be just like the rpg style with um lazarus and uh what's her name shandrell Sh- yeah shandrell yeah that was cool i like that part i just i like how they give you like an out like you could cut Cut this corner to the dragon. Yeah. And like, nah, I'm gonna. And then the chat goes wild. It's cheating, hex, hex, hex. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> when they ban the guy who keeps giving you the yeah, tips. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I made a new account. Ba- oh! It was like Bandito 17 or something. <laughs> free Bandito, hashtag free Bandito. <laughs> <laughs> and that was that was a cool part too, just finding the the different people that pop in and out, just the mods and the, the shattered fourth dimension wall you see all the time. That's kind of a weird part too. I think in that level with the fake Twitch chat, I felt like I wasn't alone. Yeah, like in a good way. Yeah, like I, I felt like I'm having fun with other people. Oh yeah, yeah, you could literally have told me that that was actual. That was an actual Twitch chat, and it just dumps you into Twitch when you play that <laughs> part of the crazy. game. I'd be like, yeah, okay. Didn't know you're being you're streaming like the game streams for you. Yeah, 
just watching you be an idiot. Like, this game's simple. I can't figure it out. Yeah, you just keep zooming on your ass. <laughs> and I feel like, yeah, at every part, this game was literally just hard enough to make you think, but not so hard to ever put you against the wall yeah. where you had to stop. The only one would be like Super Weasel Kid was, you know, you, you get to, you get past his character pretty easily and pretty fast. Um, it was okay. I mean, that that one was, was fun, but, you know, it wasn't challenging or you just kind of go with emotion. It, it was the beginner's, you know, packet of what you were going to kind of go into. Oh, shit. Um, and so, you, you talked about the cipher already, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. It should be ready right now. No, I think probably just the puzzles towards the end. I just yeah. wanted to finish. <laughs> <laughs> I hated the stupid, um, the, the the duplicate chains. When you're oh, the, yeah. The bomb stuff. It was like really well done like yeah. uh, puzzles. Yeah, those were those did the best job of like getting right to the point where I did not want to do another one of those. And I was like, no, you're done. Yeah. Like it was really smart. One. They were yeah. like, yeah. this. And even when he's like, you're going to learn all this stuff. I was like, oh, you mother. <laughs> I hate this. Um, but yeah, it was really good. So I would absolutely like I will. The second I see the next thing put out that is related to this in any way. Yes. Uh, Daniel Mullins, follow him on Twitter. Um I'm excited for his next game. He's working on something. Actually, he posted like a like a test of what it's going to look like. He said it's going to be like really. He's not going to go where you think he's going to go with the next game. Because hmm. after this in Pony Island, you kind of get an idea of like the type of games he makes. So I'm kind of intrigued, but um, it's kind of like the art test that he's been doing. So his next game is just going to be PT. Yeah, <laughs> it's never going to come out. I will play uh, Pony Island though. But I really love that movie uh, game. I mean. Um, and it's the same deal. Like you think you know what's going on, and then you don't. I'm not watching any trailers. I'm just jumping in. Yeah, do that. And it's really short too. I think it's like three hours. I think yeah. this was about three hours as well. No, no, <laughs> three or four hours. It was. No. A, it was a few three hours. It, it was. Uh, it was the heck? five to six yeah, hours. It was about. I think really? I put in like eight. Is um, I um, I was on and off like better like, than you guys. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> It felt it felt pretty fast. It could have been. It went by pretty quick, especially after, once you get to the RPG part. I think, like I said, that's when it picks up. Well, you yeah. know what's really funny is, so yesterday I played almost exactly, like almost to the minute, two hours worth of it. And then today I was going to just, I was like, well, you know what? The whole idea is we do three hours and talk about it. And I intended to play for one hour, hit the three hour mark and stop where I was. Uh-huh. And it, and because I even thought, I was like, well, it's going to get spoiled. I was like, I don't care. And then when I hit the three hour mark, I was like damn it now i need to finish it because i actually do care if it gets spoiled for me i do want to finish this but yeah so even though we've spoiled this game pretty horribly it's still fun and worth playing but if you haven't like if what we've talked about sounds good play pony island play frog fractions there is a whole genre of games like this that Mm -hmm. exist and they're awesome like it's just really fun when you get these games that have so many layers on them and like i said like the fact that there's something outside of the game even like Mm -hmm. the game doesn't stop with the game itself yeah it's almost like an old arg without being an arg really I love bees. Yeah, for like a week and a half, I was probably, probably playing like off and on <laughs> for a good like half hour to an hour each time. But I, I have to give them credit. The fact that you're able to play like that and still maintain the story is a big deal because yeah. a lot of the games like this, like if you stop, it kind of ruins it. Oh, and I finally took my second playthrough to finally figure out that the six pint is six points. <laughs> it's a hexagon. The hex. Yeah. And the hex is in the background all the time through this game. Yeah, you see right now. There it is. Rip. All right. Uh, so I recommend it. I, I think you guys recommend it too. I just realized that even the emo- uh, emotes it's using, that's literally uh, Isaac from Binding of yeah. Isaac. 
And they actually have some actual Twitch emotes in there, too. It's just a damn good game. Yes, yeah, so I would recommend go buy this game. Go play it. It's very expensive, very fun. Um, if you have played Pony Island already and you want to support the uh, the developer, you can actually buy this on, is it itch.io? Itch.io, yeah. Yeah, and um, I, he gets more money that way. Um, so if you want to support him, give yeah, this guy money. I like him a lot. Steam does not really split very fairly. Nope. All right, so that's it for this episode of Three Hours Later. Um, I think the next choice is what? Me. Mike. It's Mike. So I'm going to give you guys a choice because I literally going That's not how this works. It's fourth dimension. Mike's doing <laughs> fourth <laughs> dimension challenges. So I want to do, well, going His in today, I turn is really my turn. I didn't know. I, I hadn't made you a really decision. You really don't have a choice, though, at the end. Oh, no. And true. so now I'm stuck between three things. So I'm first going to give you One guys a choice. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys want a movie or a video game? Wait, are we giving choices? Or? I'm, I'm going to give you guys a choice. You don't have to. I'm just saying I'm giving you a choice. What's the video game playable on? Are we able to? It's on everything. Okay. Alex won't have to pay for it because he'll have Game Pass. You would have to buy it unless you own it, which I don't think you do. It's a, it's a short game. Mike. Douchebag. It's always looking at me. It's so weird. Okay. Um. Well, I mean, we just did a video game, so I don't know if you want to go back into that well again. And well, we've also done a lot of games and video and TV shows. I know what I'm picking, so it's a pretty safe bet. Um, Matt, what's your choice? I'm kind of leaning towards video game because this has been the first video game, and we're coming off the cusp of E3. But I kind of want to play other video games, so I might choose a movie. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only reason I didn't immediately go to the game. So I was like, well, we've already dictated each other's playtime for a minute. Maybe you want something else. Because that's the other thing I noticed is that when we do movies, it's easier to be passive with yeah. those. But like the game, you have to play the game. Yeah. Let's go movie. Okay. Movie. movie. All right. So it's a video game. <laughs> the challenge to you is you're going to watch the movie, the game. No. Um, <laughs> uh, I want you guys to watch two movies. It falls right within the range of where we need to go for the three hours. Okay. Uh, I want you guys to watch Train Spotting and Train Spotting Two. Oh boy! Because I think it's a really interesting. It's one of those uh, twenty-year sequels. There's literally twenty years between Train Spotting One and Train Spotting Two. And uh, Train Spotting, just spoilers, is my favorite movie of all time. And so, uh, Train Spotting Two is a very interesting movie for me, and I would like to know what other people think about it. If you've already watched Train Spotting, you can just watch Train Spotting too. That's really I haven't seen it. It's been on my list. I feel like I haven't seen either or, so you're safe. But does uh, this like go places? Like weird. It, you know what? They really don't. Okay. Uh they're pretty they're very, very straightforward stories. They're uh Danny Boyle's first movie and then his last movie. You know what? For some reason I'm thinking of trans <laughs> the a Siberia story or whatever. What? I don't know why. I so I was kind of afraid afraid. <laughs> no, this is like a Ewan McGregor movie, man. Okay. Okay. This is not like my normal art house bullshit. This is like a regular movie that came out in theaters in the 90s. Really good soundtrack, really cool movie. And then the fact that they made a sequel to it 20 years later that acknowledged the same characters. I think it's a really interesting thing they did there. And plus, right. Danny Boyle has a new movie coming out in yesterday. So that uh, keeps Dan- it topical. Danny Boyle is Slumdog 20, Millionaire. Days, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Dude okay. makes like a million movies and all of them are totally different. Yeah. That was why it was crazy he did a sequel ever. 
Cool. All right. That's All what right. I got. Train spotting, train spotting two. See you next time. Train spotting on... is one hour, 33 minutes. That's what I was wondering if they're both an hour and a half. Uh, train spotting two is a little bit longer. So yeah, I'm going to have to cut it off. I just play a six hour game for you, you son of a bitch. You're no. watching three and a half hours. <laughs> greedy bastard. You only had to play three, three, three hours. That's true. And hey, look, and you only have, if you don't like train spotting one, don't watch part two. I have to get to the third hour though. If I don't like it by like the cutoff, then I just missed like this, the last <laughs> ten minutes. Don't watch that. <laughs> That's so unsatisfying. You know everything except how it ends. All right, that's good. All right, Sounds now we'll good. do it. All right, follow us: Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Join our our Facebook group. Follow us in real life. I'll dox myself. You can figure out where I live. Hey, we got Mike's address on the last episode. Bye.